so we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Welcome to So We Met Online. Thank you for listening. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at SoWeMetOnline.com. So, mm-hmm. we met online, and immediately she says, can you come and pick me up? Really? Yes. You had never met before? Never met. It just seems dangerous. She, okay. Right. These are things that we tell people not to do. Mm-hmm. Don't get in the car with a stranger. Yeah, you do them. Okay. Yet I do them, so I go, okay, I will come and pick you up. So I go over to her house. Mm-hmm. I get there. Mm-hmm. She's outside waiting for me. Okay. I get out of the car to go let her in. Mm-hmm. And I open the door. And as I'm opening the door, she says, oh, I want to drive. Wait a minute. What? She says she wants to drive. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Well, where's your car and where should I park? So, right. you know, yeah. I, I'm looking around. Is, is there a place I should park in, in your complex? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, no. I want to drive your car. Wait. Do you have a fancy, like, Tesla or something uh, that you wanted to drive? I've got a nice, well, it's a Honda, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a second. I'm missing something here. Clearly. You want to drive my car? That's weird. And she's like, yes. And I go, why? And she's like, well, I don't know you. I go, yeah, but you told me to come and pick you up. You gave me your address. She says, I don't know you. I don't know how you drive. I don't know where you're going to take me if you're driving. I will feel more comfortable if I'm the one that's driving. Why didn't she just take an Uber and meet you there? I have no idea. Okay. But. Wait, why are you even, why are you even like entertaining this lady? Because at this point in time, I'm more interested to see where this is headed. Okay. So I say, okay, you can drive my car. That's ridiculous. Wait, do you drive a stick? No. Okay, just asking. So I hand her the keys to my car, and we take off. We're heading towards the restaurant. Uh I'm in the passenger seat, and she's clearly nervous. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, because I'm in the passenger seat, and she's the one driving now. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. We get to the restaurant. I get out of the car. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm waiting for her to get out as well. And she's just sitting there in the driver's seat. And I'm wondering... Does she think you're just picking up the food and bringing it out to her? I have no idea what she's thinking. Uh I soon start to put two and two together. And I realize she's waiting for me to come around and open the car door for her. Okay. So I go around. I open the car door. I let her out. And then from that moment on... It was all about her. She waits at the door for me to open the door. She waits at the seat to have me pull the seat out for her to sit down. Mm-hmm. Now, in general, I'm a, as you said, a nice guy. You are. I am a chivalrous guy. You are. I will open the car door. I will do those things without even needing prompting. I agree. But she took this to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Dinner happens, we end, you we go out, having dinner. Okay. and she says, okay, I'm going to drive home. And I said, no, I'm driving home, uh-huh. and I drove her home. Okay, so I'm guessing you never saw this girl again. Never saw her again. 
Well, you know, I think it's interesting because I can't tell if she was doing this because she wanted me to, wanted to make sure that I was doing things for her, being chivalrous, you know, and, and this was almost a way for her to test me or if she was just a little crazy or both. So she expected all of the things from you. She expected them, even though I would have normally been willing to do them anyway. Right. Granted, she didn't know that, but... Oh, all right. Let, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about chivalry. Because I know you at this point, and you are very chivalrous. I will say you do open doors. You open the car door. You open other doors. You are extremely chivalrous. I want to ask you, what about that chivalry is by choice? And what do you feel obligated to do and why? It's a good question. And I do believe that there are different levels of that with different people. I think for me, I don't think about it. It just happens. It's just a part of my DNA. It's just something that I do. So you were raised well. Did you find that when you were growing up, you had a good example in your life of someone who treated... No. No. Okay. No, I don't, I don't think this has anything to do with how I was raised. Okay. This comes from my belief in how I treat other people and more specifically how I treat women. Mm -hmm. I also believe that there is a certain amount of this that I don't do for certain people, right? So it depends on the relationship. Now, does someone have to earn it from you? Or is your default to be chivalrous? My default is to be chivalrous. And then if, depending upon the relationship, that gets adjusted. So Adjusted how? So somebody who is like, I could have a good female friend. Uh -huh. We're, you know, just very close friends, buddy, buddy. And I will find myself not necessarily doing certain things because of the dynamics of that relationship. Okay, that's fair. Whereas somebody who I'm interested in or somebody who I have, you know, some type of emotional feelings for, I will definitely find myself being more chivalrous. Okay. Now, what is, when you say you're chivalrous, give, it, give us some examples of things you do. Open the doors, uh -huh. right? I, I'm just I, curious to, how you define chivalry. So it's, it's interesting. For me... Chivalry is about respect. It's mm -hmm. not solely about doing actions. I agree. Right? Yeah. So anybody can go and open the door and be like, oh, he opened the door for me. He's Absolutely. so nice. I believe that. Yep. But it's almost like opening the door is one of these things that is almost a no-brainer. You know, people should be doing that anyway, but they don't. That's true. Okay. I will open the door for a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. I will open the door for somebody in my apartment going out to the elevator. Right. I will open the door at Target for somebody, even when it's a sliding door. I don't <laughs> you know? even know how that's possible. But okay. <laughs> I'll stand in front of it to make sure oh, they get in. That's very You nice. know, I mean, I, I will open doors and things like that for anybody. I think that's a human decency and a human respect. And then I think, though when we start getting into respect for other people, it is about showing gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's about not eating before the other person, mm. waiting for the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about going to a restaurant, if I get there before my date, yeah. I'll wait outside and wait for them to Good. show up. Good. And then when they show up, go in together. 
right? Yeah. Uh, no, or, these are good. This is exactly right. what I was asking for. Examples. Yeah. If we're ordering food, let them order first. If they want a drink, what do you want? If you want to do something, let me go with you to find that, right? It's about equality and participation. Mm. That is, I think, more of, of a definition of chivalry than the actions of, you know, I'm going to sit here and open the door for you. Chris? Yes. That was beautiful. Why, thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I don't even have any words to add to that. I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think a lot of people ingrain in their heads, I do this, then I do this. Then I do this, then I do It's like as if they had written these little post-it notes for themselves. Like, open door today, pull out chair. You know, where you actually have it ingrained in you because you're a nice person. And there's a, there's a really big difference there. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. I had a female friend who was telling me about a, a man she met. And she was really upset with this guy. She starts off saying, he's a great guy. He opens the doors for me. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what you should be doing. And she was upset with him because she caught him with pictures on his phone. We'll just leave it at that. And I said, why can't that action, that disrespectful action, be the problem, right? That's not chivalrous there, but you're focusing on the fact that he's opening the door, right? As defining that he's a nice guy. You see, so I think we also have ingrained in us, and I think certain women potentially have ingrained in them that these actions are what define chivalry mm. as opposed to the overall respect that they deserve. So we go back, you say, well, you're too nice at times. And I've said, I've, I've had women break up with me because I'm too nice. And we can get into a whole conversation where the thought of some, you know, you, you hear women all the time. Why can't I find a gentleman? Mm-hmm. Why can't I find a nice guy? Mm-hmm. And yet when they have a nice guy, they're like, you know, this isn't working out. Hmm. It's that belief that women like bad boys that I think have made men do certain things because they're like, well, this is what they want. Interesting. I'll say that it, stay nice. I, <laughs> you are appreciated and you will be appreciated by the right person. Stay nice, but, but don't let people drive your car. That's just... That's just strange. But then I wouldn't have such a wonderful story to share on our podcast. That's true. My favorite piece of advice is every bad date is a good story. And we have a lot of them. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) With that, we'll take a break. And when we come back, I have a story to share about my version of chivalrous versus not chivalrous. I cannot wait. Today's episode is sponsored by A Little Nudge. Specifically, A Little Nudge's 90 Days to Dating Success program. If you log on to alittlenudge.com, click on products, you'll see a new program that is called 90 Days to Dating Success, where for three months, every week, you get a video and an audio on a different topic related to dating, both online and off. The new program starts on April 2nd, so be sure to reserve your spot now. Use the code online for a 10% discount. So we met online. Uh, This is someone I met fairly recently. We matched on one of the dating apps. 
And we had texted back and forth for about, I don't know, four days, six days, something like that, just under a week. And we decided to meet in person on a Sunday night at 8.45. I was helping a good friend of mine who had just moved unpack and decorate her apartment. So I knew I wouldn't be available till a little later in the evening. That's kind of late on a Sunday, to be honest, to go on a first date. But given that I'm a night owl, I asked if that would work. Okay. So uh, he agreed to that time. He picked a place. He said, how do you feel about dive bars? I mean, honestly, I'm not a huge dive bar fan, but I do like when somebody chooses the location based on where I live, which is what we'll, t- we'll sure. talk about in a yeah. sec. Uh, so I agreed to this place. I had been there once before. I didn't really remember much about it. No big deal. So we were meeting at 8.45. At 8.10, while I'm at my girlfriend's place helping her unpack, I get a text from him saying, I'm running a little bit late. I'm going to be closer to 9. Okay, he gave me plenty of advance notice. That's fine with me. So I just wrote back, no problem. I'll aim for 9 o'clock. So I leave my friends. At about 8.58, he texts me and says he's there. I got there at about 9.03. Okay, so late, yes, but he had pushed the time back. So, I mean, technically, he he was late. We were all late. Whatever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I walk in, and he tells me there aren't very many people there, and he's sitting at a table. Okay, well, that's actually very helpful. So I walk in at 9.03, and he has a beer already that he's drinking out of a can but we'll leave let's pretend i don't even care at this point i mean i have to be honest i think it's extremely rude if somebody gets there before me and not it's not like i was significantly late first of all i was only aiming for nine because he had pushed back the time so i, I did find it rude that he had ordered a drink before me even though i was on my way we were in contact the whole time but fine. So I sit down and I look at the bar and it's pretty much, I mean, this is a dive. And, which I was warned, but I looked and they, they had a few beers on tap maybe and some other stuff. And, and I asked him, I said, do you think they have a full bar? Because I don't, I'm not a big beer drinker. I mean, I will if I have to, but. And he's like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. And he goes, well, what are you looking for? And I was like, well. I don't know bourbon or any kind of whiskey really and he, he's like yeah i think they have that okay <laughs> and then i was like all right great <laughs> so he's like yeah yeah they have that i was like okay great that's what i'll have <laughs> and then we both just sat there just sat there yeah he's not moving and i'm not i mean he asked me what i wanted i told him what i would have so neither of us is moving. And then he looks at me and totally serious, he goes, oh, you want me to get that for you? Oh. And I, I go, yeah, like I thought you would offer. So then he looks appalled and he goes, do all of your dates buy you drinks? <laughs> and I look at him and I said, first of all, who was even talking about buying the drink? Like, we hadn't even gotten that far. Right. I said it was this, just the gesture of getting up or getting up with me and walking to the bar. You know, you had already gotten your drink. I, I didn't say this. I'm saying this to you, Chris. He had already gotten his drink, right? Like, he already went to the bar, did his thing. Like, I walk in. It would have been a really nice gesture 
to walk up to the bar with me and order my drink together. Right, that's the bare minimum. The bare minimum. I said to him, we're not even talking about paying yet. I said, we'll get to that. But yes, I did expect that you would get up and order it or get up with me and look to see what they have because we really don't know. I said, since we're on the topic, yes, most men do offer to pay for my drink. And I said this to him, I used these words. I said, not because I'm entitled and not because I've earned anything and not because I deserve it in some way or because that's the way it has to be, but because it's a nice gesture. And he looks at me and with a straight face, he says, yeah, this isn't gonna work. Wow. I don't read sarcasm very well, so I wasn't sure if he was being... He was not... Let me tell you, he was not being sarcastic. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there flabbergasted at this point. And then he looks at me and he goes, All right, well, I'll go get you your drink if you want. And I said, I don't know that I want that anymore. <laughs> I don't want your and, drink. you know, it was now like what? Like, well, I got there at 9.03. It was probably 9.06 at this point. <laughs> and I have a lot of... It's Sunday night and... I, I do, I do a lot of work on Sunday nights to prepare for the week. And I said to him, I'm like, I, I could be home doing my work. And he's like, okay. Wow. And uh, for the first time in my life, I had an under five-minute date. Wow. And I'm actually almost thankful. You know, they say when someone shows you their true colors, you need to listen. I got the true colors. And I left. And it was funny, I actually said to myself, out, you had to go up these stairs to get to the bar. So I, I went down the stairs and I walked outside. And I actually said out loud to myself, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because I called my friend whose, whose apartment I had just been to, the one I was helping unpack. And she thought something was wrong or I had forgotten something. She's like, are you on your date? And I go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's over now. <laughs> so that's my story. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, man. It makes me think of a question, though. Now, your date was probably too short for this to have happened. But have you seen where the guy becomes more rude throughout the date if they're no longer interested? Absolutely. Right. So I think at some point in time. Which is awful. Right. I mean, it's both of your time. Yeah, so chivalry could start at the beginning. I'm going to open the door for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to, you know, go up to the mm -hmm. bar with you. But then as it's like, oh, this isn't going to work out, it just all goes out the door. I mean, I had a guy once. I went to the bathroom maybe 25 minutes into the date. I mean, it was pretty obvious he was not into me. I was still making an assessment about it. I, I try not to decide within the first two seconds. <laughs> but I went to the bathroom, and by the time I came out, he had his coat on, and... And he was, he had just well, paid and he was yeah, ready. He's like, he's like oh, are you ready? Yeah, I was like, ready? oh, guess, oh, I guess, guess we're going to leave. Yes, I'm ready. I do find that sometimes. But I mean, even before that, not upset. I can't even use the word upset. I was just confused. I was surprised. Yeah. So I want to go through, I mean, I don't want to preach or anything, but I do want to go through a few things I consider chivalry 101. Excellent. Now, I love to hear it. I don't want to be too heteronormative. You know, I, I think everything is different in every couple. I think in same-sex couples, you kind of have to you kind of have to fill it out and negotiate who does what, who takes on um, certain roles in a relationship. But if we are going to the male-female relationship, there are certain things that I do advise men to do. One is for that first date, 
ask where she's located or where she's coming from and choose a location convenient to her. Oh, absolutely. I will always drive to your location. I will go out of my way uh, and I say it often, I'll come to you. Good. I will also say as a corollary to that, if you don't know the area very well, do some research. Google Maps and Yelp can save lives because a lot of people will say, well, I don't know the area. Why don't you pick something? But as the woman, we don't really know what you're thinking. Are you thinking a dive bar? Are you thinking a nice place? Are you thinking something trendy? So if you're not sure, just do a little research and give the woman three choices. And that way, if you give three choices, give a nice range of prices and locales and things like that. Now, if you live really far from each other, it's not a bad idea to meet halfway. Like, let's say you live two hours from each other. Meeting in the middle seems perfectly reasonable to me. I don't think anyone should go that far out of his or her way. But if you're in a close enough proximity, it's worth the guy going to the girl. I agree. Next, confirm a day before the date. Sometimes it happens where, let's say it's a Thursday, and you plan to meet someone the following Tuesday. That's what, five days? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, five Mm. days. And so you confirm all these details on Thursday, but by the time Tuesday rolls around, you haven't gotten any confirmation. You don't know if it's still happening. Just make sure you do confirm. And generally, I do tell my male clients, send her a text the day before the date. And when you're doing that confirmation, there's a big difference in how you confirm. So I teach everybody the confident confirmation, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at seven versus are we still on? Because if you're not on, she'll still tell you I need to cancel, right? Right. But by your saying, are we still on? It's very weak, it's very passive. Whereas if you say looking forward to seeing you, it it exudes confidence. Yes. Yeah, there's multiple levels there. Not only are you exuding the confidence and you're validating the date, but you're also showing you have a general interest in seeing that person. I am generally looking forward to seeing you tonight. So this happened, this is funny. I think I had planned to meet with someone a week later. I was out of town and we planned to meet the following week. The day before the date, I heard nothing, right? And we're still on the site. It was on OkCupid. The night before like maybe 11 p.m., I sent a, te- or I sent a message on OkCupid and I said, should I assume we're not on tomorrow? I haven't heard from you. And the next morning, so the day of this potential date, I get a text back that says, it doesn't say anything except, <laughs> this is funny, it was like robot, robot language, let's coordinate via this colon and a phone number. That was it for me. I wrote back, it seems as though you're not that excited to meet. Right. Um, I prefer that somebody right. asks for my number versus shoves me his. And, you know, I, I'm into confirming. I, I said something very nice. I said, I'm sure you're wonderful. Best of luck. You know, I'm going to pass on meeting. And he wrote, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Dodged a bullet. <laughs> Arrive on time or early, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, greet each other with a casual hug. Do you do that? It depends. Well, I think there's a lot of different conversations. Hug before the date, how you introduce yourself, as well as kissing at the end of the date. I think all of that is dependent upon the dynamics and the chemistry and the real-time moment. You can't really have a plan. You can't go and say, I'm going to hug this person as soon as I see them. See, I do hug everybody upon arrival or upon meeting. To me, a handshake is an interview. Well, I don't think... 
Definitely not a handshake. I don't think that's appropriate. Well, then what do you do if you don't hug somebody? Well, you can still say just hi and nice to meet you and... I don't know. I say go for the hug. Go for the hug. Okay. Um, treat everyone kindly, especially the wait staff. Just like... Oh, yeah. You know if you're being interviewed oh, totally. for, a, for a newspaper article... You know how they say the minute you're talking to the interviewer, you are on, and if you say something dumb, I mean, that's on you, right? It's kind of the same on a date, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is being considered. When your date has no other data points except for what happens on that date, everything matters, right? So just be nice. Be nice to people. Or you can always have your date hitting on the... Did that happen? Yeah, we covered that in two episodes ago. Oh my goodness gracious. Offer to walk her where she's going after the date. She may very well not accept that. I know you're in LA. I'm in New York and DC. So you're driving more and I'm taking public transit more. So I'm just saying, especially if it's dark out, which it will be in general after a first date, you can say, do you need to walk where you're going? It's just a nice gesture. I think you nailed it there when you ask do you want me or do you need a walk to your car? Because I will always walk somebody to their car, mm-hmm. no matter how far it away it is. It can be... But do you ask if she wants the walk or do you just do it? Well, I usually just do it. Mm-hmm. But I think asking is good because there are some women who don't want you to walk them mm-hmm. to their car. They don't want you to, for safety reasons or whatever. I've also heard of women who don't want a man to walk them to the car because... They feel as if then that means that they're going to want to kiss me I at the car. I knew you were going to say that. And they don't want to kiss the guy. So they're like, well, if I don't have him walk me to the car, then I don't have to give him a kiss. So there are some weird dynamics with that whole walking to the car. But I do believe that it's proper for the gentleman to make sure that, that your date has gotten back yeah. to their car safely. Now, how about if she gets home safely? Do you send a text or do you ask her to text? I ask every single person to send me a text as soon as they get home. What if she doesn't? Then I sit there and I'm like, well, I'm hoping she got home. <laughs> but do you check in? Well, so again, I think it depends on the date. I've even had awful dates where I say... Good! Please let me know you've gotten That's home just, okay. This is human decency. Right, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. So even an awful date, there's still a person. You still should be sure that they made it home okay. But if they don't contact me, mm-hmm. if it's somebody that I want to continue seeing, mm. then yes, I'll check in. I'll be like, hey, I had a fun time tonight. That's great. You know, are you okay? You know, I hope you made it home okay. So I would rather a guy actually proactively text me to make sure I got home okay, whether he likes me or not, or whether I like him or not, because it feels like an empty request if he says, let me know you got home okay, but let's say I forget, or I fall asleep, or I get in the shower, let's not get morbid. I could not have gotten home safely, and it seems like he doesn't care. So I would say do the proactive approach. And by you doing that, whether she thinks you're interested or not, who cares? Yeah. You're just being a nice person. Do you have anything to add? Well, I think there is some elements of this, and you touched on it a little bit about going halfway. I think there is some elements of chivalry that men are looking for for women. I agree with that. And one of those things that I've talked about in the past are things like opening the door. Mm-hmm. I've only had a few women ever do this, but I'll go around, I'll open the door for them at the car, they'll get into the car. And then they reach over to open my car hmm, door. From the inside. From the inside. Do you like that? I find it endearing. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting. 
I don't expect it. And I think that's why I find it interesting is because it's an unexpected it's gesture. It's really nice. Right. So by the woman actually making the effort to reach over and opening the door so that by the time I get around the car, the door, the door is open, there's something special about it. I agree. I really like that. You know, it's also about gratitude. Like, we talked exactly. about this in our episode about who pays on the first date. Like, I'm not looking for chivalry just because I'm, like, something special, right? It's just a nice gesture, but equally nice is the woman appreciating it, thanking him. If someone opens exactly. the door for me, I always say thank you, and you should. It is not expected. Right. And this is why men sometimes become bitter about right. being chivalrous because exactly. they're not getting the appreciation they deserve. Exactly. And so always think about what you can do. From the guy's perspective, we're looking for the women not only to show appreciation, but those small little gestures to Mm -hmm. say, I may not be able to do everything, Mm -hmm. but there are certain things that I would still like to do for you. There's certain, you know, just small gestures and even those small little things can go a long, long way. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. But I want to get excited because next week we're going to talk about saying whether you're on a date or not. How explicit do you have to be about going on a date? That's all I got. (laughs) With that, thank you so much for listening.